In the future of 2020, a virus has taken over the world. It has changed our lives in every possible way. But over the horizon, two drifters appear. And they've come to town to tell you the tales of the worst of it. They call it shit show, Game of Rones. Welcome to Game of Thrones 8 colon the Ocho. My name <laughs> is Rig City and I'm joined as always by my life partner and partner in the booth, Gus. Hello. I didn't ask anything of you, but hello. How are you? <laughs> Our relationship continues. <laughs> life partner, I <laughs> appear to be a little less silent than you'd like, don't I? <laughs> Why don't you look at me during... <laughs> So, mate, welcome back uh, to the another part of the WeWork Dungeon Zombie Apocalypse place because we this is the closest thing that we have ever been to a, a live studio audience since we did those live shows about three years ago. Correct. It's also the closest thing that we've ever been to being a museum exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> and that rambling intro was the closest thing I've ever been to a stroke. <laughs> There's... There's nothing separating us from absolutely nobody because there's no one at WeWork because yeah. <laughs> pandemic has meant everybody is evicted <laughs> slash moved out, um, but apart from a large pane of glass. So we are looking straight out onto an abandoned balcony. It's basically, again, a scene out of Dawn of the Dead. We can see the trail of corpses and rabid dogs <laughs> that are prowling. <laughs> assume they're my landlords. <laughs> And that explains why our rent is paid in a meat-laden paper bag <laughs> each month. <laughs> but you've had quite a week since uh, uh, we last saw each other. Yes, I have. Uh, if there's anything that makes what we're currently going through seem incredibly futile, it is end-of-year reviews. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, doing your tax. No, that too. It's just like, fine, I'll take the money, but whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And you had an interview review because you've been at the same company for an Four entire years, Olympic yeah. cycle. <laughs> so that's how I measure everything in my life. <laughs> so I, um, so yeah, I did my interview review on Monday and I just sat there and I just sort of stared into space as my superior was like... So it went so well. Tell me, tell me about this past year and I'm like... Good. <laughs> and he's just like, how'd you feel you went? And I'm like, fine. It's like, what have you got planned for the year ahead? And I'm like, well, if all goes to plan and we're not locked in cages, then I guess a trip to <sighs> Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the fjords of Norway... <laughs> <laughs> have moved to the side and the brown Brisbane River is now in my sights as the go-to destination. <laughs> Absolutely. In my fucking fever dreams. <laughs> and now even that's being removed. I know. As, as we record, the Queensland Premier has shut the borders to New South Wales. Well, so now you can't even go to what is 
commonly referred to by the rest of Australia as the bogan toilet of the country, <laughs> Brisbane. Or the ironic name, Briz Vegas. <laughs> So, so this is a great start to performance review. Yeah, no, look, it was actually it was actually fine. Like it was it was totally totally kosher. But I mean, there's just nothing to say, right? It's just like you go in there and then you have this like 40 minute chat, and then by the end of it, I'm just like, great. And then uh, he's just like, yeah, I think you should be proud of the work that you've done. And I'm like, yep. So I guess you could say it was reasonably successful. Successful enough to be asked back right in the middle of the field. <laughs> Uh, the way that your past lovers describe you is the same way your workplace does. <laughs> Serviceable. <laughs> a, t- a tens an acceptable amount. I am a... I'm, I'm ex- uh, my bed rating is the same as my Uber rating, except it's only out of ten. <laughs> he's like, he's a solid 4.68. Wow, that is a high Uber rating that I thought you'd have. I, it used to be 4.78, so don't count your chickens is what I'm saying. <laughs> a couple of ill-informed orgies and down it goes. I think it's Uber ratings are so bizarre to think about because it's just like, what do you want, driver? Do you want me to conversationalise? Because I don't want to. I don't want to converse with you. <laughs> I, love I, just, I just want to sit there and I want you to get me home. That's all. Yeah. Do you reckon people walk in and they expect a full therapy session and then they go, well... Could have said more. Four star. (laughs) But now they've got the new tier where it basically allows you to select your driver personality. So does it really? It's called it's called the comfort tier in Australia and it pops up. It's like two bucks more. And it just gives you an option that says preferred level of conversation. Really? (laughs) You can select anything from quiet up to chatty. (laughs) (laughs) Which I I assume the drivers are actual fucking robots. No, seriously, they sound like they're being programmed like the robots from Interstellar. (laughs) Like Matthew McConaughey being like 90% honesty. (laughs) Yeah, so, and also you, you can select two things. (laughs) <laughs> the conversation ability of your driver <laughs> and also the temperature. So I, I've taken to getting into Ubers and selecting chatty and hot AF. <laughs> watching, <laughs> watching my terrified driver rock up as I get into the sauna and start <laughs> chatting with him. And, and he's just there doing a hot five <laughs> on the open mic. I'm flicking quarters at him from the back seat (laughs) as I schwitz my dick off in the back. Just got a fucking rolling bass do. (laughs) He's surprised that I get in in only a towel. Yeah. (laughs) Proceed to remove that. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel in the back of your car. Oh, how good. But we better we better get on with the show, shouldn't we? Oh, we well. We've hit a lot of talking points and we haven't even started. Completely. But who's counting the minutes? Certainly not the people who are paying nothing, which leads us to the Patreon. If you're not paying us yet, fuck you. Hey, Seriously. Let me, let me tell you something, guys. I got nothing in my end of year pay review. And so, and there goes my young Henry's porter all over the mic. <laughs> I need, we need you to pay us. Much, it's very much like the American system. All right, employers don't pay us, our managers don't pay us. We rely on the customers to fuel our wage. <laughs> but unlike the American system, we're never going to have enough money to buy a house. <laughs> so, <laughs> what we'd like to explain to you is, if you jump on to Patreon.com/slash Gus and Rig you will find our profile. 
for the cost of an expensive designer coffee a month, you could give us money. I know that doesn't sound great when I put it like that. <laughs> However, we won't stop producing free content. So that, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and we let's take a second run at that. <laughs> so, so okay. When a mummy loves a daddy, <laughs> free audio content is produced. But as a marriage wears on, sex becomes less frequent. <laughs> So, the free content that we produce will always be there, but as time wears on, it will be less frequent and less enthusiastic. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't think was where I was going with that. You'll have to look outside of the free content. (laughs) Oh, this analogy is terrible. pay for it. Crackle, this is not reflective (laughs) of how I feel about our union. (laughs) Anonymous ladies, this does not reflect my <laughs> thoughts either. <laughs> anyway, Patreon, get around us. Um, so, first segment is Trainwreck Trophy, and it would be remiss of me to explain it if I didn't first introduce the sting. We are sharp today. Oh, <laughs> razor. <laughs> I'm here with a katana watching paper slice either side of it. So I just want to chuck tomatoes at it <laughs> like those direct TV commercials. Absolutely. So Trainer Trophy is where we have both delved into... D- dove? Delved, delved is good. I always say dove. Dave? Delved into the deep recesses of the internet to find the newest and greatest dumpster fires that uh, the world has produced in the last seven days. Sometimes it's not in the last seven days, but for the sake of the segment, we'll just say that it is. (laughs) So, what have you got, Rick? We head over to Michigan. You've been there. I've been there. Yes. It's a place that exists. Sure does. It's a state in the United States of these American United States. And... Okay. We... <laughs> there was a... Uh, th- <laughs> We've had a few beers for anyone that was yeah, wondering. There, there is a bed and breakfast in St. John's, Michigan called the Nordic Pineapple, which I'm like, I had the exact same thought as you did. That sounds like a sex, sex move. <laughs> <laughs> which I actually... A painful got, sex thing. Yeah, which I got confused with actual sex move, the Dirty Pineapple, wherein... A penis is inserted into the hole of a pineapple slice before vaginal penetration, acting as a juicy clitoral stimulant and eliminating the need for flavoured condoms. The fucky (laughs) may choose to eat the pineapple afterwards. Oh, no. Urban Dictionary, you've done it again. (laughs) What? That's like the weird (laughs) straight-to-DVD Hawaiian version of American Pie. That is the sex version of the Hawaiian pizza. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) It is... Ridiculous. Also, the fucky. It sounds like something you would put in a review. (laughs) (laughs) The fucky was enthusiastic. 4.68 out of 10. (laughs) Once again, the fact that you are getting feedback after sex is problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Written feedback. Or or healthy. You decide. (laughs) It's 2020. (laughs) So the Nordic Pineapple, the owners there... 
there is a it, it, they are a married couple called Greg, and I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, even though it's an American name. Snorri Inerson. Not far off. Kirsten Offenecker. <laughs> I don't know whether it's just a bastardization of like Kirsten, you know, that name that they yeah, have yeah. over there. Yeah. It's K-J-E-R-S-T-E-N. Or it could be some weird Scandinavian thing. It is the Nordic pineapple. <laughs> That's not the weirdest name that we've heard. <laughs> By a long way. So anyway, they take over. They've taken over this Civil War mansion in Michigan, and they fly two flags very prominently out the front of their establishment. Go on. One is a is the good old fashioned old faithful old glory <laughs> stars, stars and stripes. stripes. Yeah. The other one is a red flag with a navy cross and a bit of white around it. The Norwegian flag. And all of a sudden. People start writing in onto their Facebook, onto their Instagram, being like, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. How can you fly that flag here? What? We, we are in the free state of Michigan, sir and <laughs> madam. How dare you fly the Confederate flag? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. What? Big time. And they are just like, wait a second. Uh, this... Good sirs and madams <laughs> is, as you rightly pointed out, the Norwegian flag <laughs> flying out the front of the Nordic pineapple. Who knew? <laughs> and uh, Kajersten was like, guys, seriously, I haven't copped people misspelling my very normal Norwegian name. Uh, over or, or my very shit American name, <laughs> regardless, to turn around and be accused of being a Confederate sympathizer. Oh, uh, it's hectic, right? Oh, wow. To make it, so what they end up doing is folding. They end up taking both flags down and they're just like. And putting up a Confederate flag. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you, you want, you got it. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you're going to call us racists. Oh, you watch out what you wish for. <laughs> so they have have to take both the flags down and people are like, great. And they're like, guys, just to let you know, that is the Norwegian flag. You're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> to add insult to injury, they have two kids, both black. <laughs> How the hell could you... Th <laughs> what If people knew that and they had a picture of the family at the front of the house, they'd be like... Whoa, that is bold considering the skin tone of your children. <laughs> Completely. And also, if that how are you raising these kids? <laughs> that that would have been the best way to confound the problem would be to not address it on social media, just post a picture of your black kids. <laughs> yeah. Go, look, I don't know what you want from us. <laughs> Instead of going, This is the Norwegian flag, this is the Confederate flag, here they are side by side. Totally different. What <sighs> This is this is this is how you. This is what happens when you raise a country to only recognise two flags. Yes, correct. America and the Confederate one. <laughs> also, or, or, or I would argue the Texas flag, which probably flies more prominently in that state than any other thing I saw when I went over there. It's amazing how insular Americans are. Totally. When it when it comes to pretty basic shit and. 
to all of our American listeners, which according to our analytics is 24% of our listenership. So to a, fuck. to a quarter of the people whose ears are currently taking this in, you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we love you because if you're listening to this, you're probably not conservative. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to the party. I would be very surprised if we had like actual Republican people listening to our shit. They'd be like, ha, 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 yeah, those crazy liberals and the <laughs> Confederate flag. I'm like, you are cooked. We have no affiliation. I'd love to hear. If you're if you're a member of the alt-right and you're listening to this podcast, reach out to us. We'd, yeah. we'd love to hear from you. We don't want to hear your thoughts. We'd just like to hear that you exist. <laughs> so jump onto your chosen social media platform and uh, tell us. Exactly. Failing that, jump onto patreon.com <laughs> slash Gus and Rig. <laughs> because just like freedom, this podcast ain't free ain't to persist. <laughs> <laughs> so, get around us. That's me for the first one. <laughs> okay. So, for my first one, we're staying in the United States. All right. We are going to the home of this particular segment. <laughs> The flow rider, the, the origin, the patient zero. It is indeed Florida. <laughs> so, as we've discussed, every second show for the last two years, <laughs> one of the great things about the state of Florida is that its trees are also treats, and <laughs> <laughs> within them are delicious sky laden biscuits <laughs> that, when the temperatures decrease, fall from the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> like road kebabs <laughs> that can be consumed by you, me, or whoever has a Tirana. So the FDA describes them as delicious and nutritious <laughs> and also a vermin pest. So we are, of course, talking about iguanas, <laughs> green iguanas in particular. Now, let me tell you about the green iguana. As opposed to your 20-foot-tall <laughs> black ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. As opposed to the the Bieber iguana that can be seen roaming Palm Beach. So the males can grow to at least 1.5 metres long and weigh nearly 20 pounds or 9 kilograms. Oh, it's, it's a, a big fucking lizard. a lot of kebab meat. It's, it's, <laughs> it is a tonne of lizard. <laughs> if that falls on you, you are fucked. <laughs> so that's that's its, its max. Yeah. So they're doing a health inspection of a pizza place in West Palm Beach. And all of a sudden, the owner gets really cagey and is like, please stay out of the freezer. And if you say that to a health inspector, they go, buddy, show us your fucking freezer. (laughs) What is happening here? So he very sheepishly leads them to the freezer and they open it. He is storing inside his freezer the Godzilla of iguanas, (laughs) which weighs in at a... Very fruity 80 pounds, which is oh my th- God. 36 kilos. Super heavyweight division. <laughs> oh, my God. It is the Israel Kamikawali of iguanas. <laughs> has feasted <laughs> on whatever the fuck they eat for a long, long time. Oh, my God. And so you can imagine the look on a health inspector's face when he opens an ice chest and it is just <laughs> a cube of iguana. <laughs> so this thing has obviously been tossed in there warm, <laughs> shoved into the freezer, then the door closed on it. And they yeah. go, like <laughs> Indiana Jones, we'll come back to you later. <laughs> no one opened this ice chest. 
<laughs> these Nazi killing ghouls inside it. <laughs> And so the health inspector looked inside and it is a dead set rectangle of iguana. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been shoved into the crevices. Immediately they go, look, apart from the iguana that we found in your freezer, you've passed your health check. <laughs> so when we come back in a week, you get rid of that iguana and you're fine. They come back a week later and the iguana's still there. <laughs> <laughs> the owner then tells everybody hey, this is primo meat <laughs> said the owner so bear in mind that he runs a pizza place <laughs> this is a this, this is, is a restaurant this is seven dollars per cube <laughs> of iguana you think i'm just gonna let profit up and walk out of here and jump into the nearest tree <laughs> you're fucking crazy what else am i gonna do with my special pizza the thin lizard yeah so Oh, what a cute name, honey. <laughs> we'll have the thin lizard. <laughs> Fantastic. What type of chicken is this? <laughs> so, yeah, bin chicken. Uh, so, <laughs> so he then says that the reptile was given to him as a personal gift. <laughs> <laughs> what could that possibly be a gift for? <laughs> Correct. And then when For your daughter's quinceanera. <laughs> You must be so proud. And then they delve a little bit deeper because he seems very attached to it. Turns out that he was given a possibly the biggest iguana in the history of man, a prehistoric iguana as a gift over a boundary dispute. So his, his neighbour and he could not agree on where the boundary of the property began or ended. So his neighbour goes, tell you Wait what, here. <laughs> just leave, the, leave it where it is. Don't move it six inches further towards you and uh, you just tell me where you want this 80 pounds of sweet Florida kebab meat. And that seems like it's the way that they solve problems in Florida. <laughs> is that if you have a legal dispute, yeah. why the fuck would we go to court? Why would you go small claims and <laughs> you can just deal in biscuits? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all, all you need over there to basically get through any particular legal confrontation is 150 square feet of kebab meat. I cannot believe... That they have evolved from treats, three E's, <laughs> to currency. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and not only that, but it's just this concept of because you freeze them and they go to sleep. Like any good meat. Yes, ab- absolutely. But also, my question here is how long can they stay frozen? And is it possible that our friend in West Palm Beach is hoping to cryogenically unfreeze the Godzilla of iguanas and ride him like some kind of scaly horse later in the piece. <laughs> because I don't trust anybody that is freezing iguanas anymore. No. N- not anymore. <laughs> I told you. Uh, fool to- me once. <laughs> Shame on me. <laughs> Oh, free, freeze, freeze me, me twice. twice. <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things. It's one of I'm get, getting it tattooed down my arm, memento <laughs> style. <laughs> you you shall not <laughs> trust any man that freezes an iguana. <laughs> oh, I really wish they kept those deleted scenes in there. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the footage, Chris Nolan. Oh, 
so good. All right. Uh, so, Thailand. It's a country in Asia. And yeah. now, do you remember back when the first sort of lockdown started happening? <laughs> oh, I don't remember what happened this morning. So, <laughs> fill me in. <laughs> you are a new parent. <laughs> so, back when the lockdowns first started happening globally mm. in, in all these different countries, there were pictures that were circulating around the internet of various like famous places that were completely devoid of people. Notre Dame, uh, there was a photo of Venice with purportedly dolphins swimming in the canals, which was edited, but but <laughs> but, but but like <laughs> what? Yeah, it was stuff like but it was stuff like that that was showing like, holy shit, look at what this place looks like when there are no people in it. Yeah. Right? One of those photos, I don't know if you saw it back in the day, was from northern Thailand in a, in a place called Lobbury, which has thousands of macaque monkeys, and they were just roaming the streets because right. there are no tourists, the locals have all gone to ground, and they were just running around. This was the <laughs> prophecy they'd been told of. <laughs> the Planet <laughs> of the Apes 9. You want to know how the prophecy has escalated? <laughs> Tell me they formed a Thai boxing bar or you can eat and drink if you fight. <laughs> According to local authorities, there has been a, quote, population explosion <laughs> of macaque monkeys. They have increased at an unprecedented rate and are also eating themselves to death. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have taken refuge and created their own Planet of the Apes style colony <laughs> in an abandoned cinema hall. <laughs> so just <laughs> to make fashioning it, weapons. Just to make it really clear. Riding horses. <laughs> what we're talking about are a colony of non-franger wearing gluttonous monkeys. Yes. Who are also cinemaphiles. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Matinees at 2pm every day. <laughs> Binging on KFC and high culture. <laughs> to be fair, uh, any, <laughs> any portion of society that refuses to wear frangers, eats whatever <laughs> they want and just watches movies sounds a lot like the kids. So I don't know that these are monkeys. This could just be a series of 18 to 21 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> they... <laughs> Have been, they've got, they've gone up to the population has gone up to as high as eighty four hundred. So there are fuck, that's a lot of monkeys. Fucking that, so many monkeys. Uh, how many did they start off with? What what was Pass. the what was the <laughs> barrel of monkeys at the beginning? You never do any of the research. No, but they never put it in there. They're just like it's ballooned, and we're just like, what was it before? And they're like hard pass. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> like that you're talking like you reached out to the people that wrote this. I did. I reached out to businesstoday.in. <laughs> So, <laughs> the locals have started feeding them junk food as some sort of, like, a gift. <laughs> Is it a reward? <laughs> it's like a, like a gift at a shrine. <laughs> like, protect us <laughs> and we'll give you a nibble of our two-piece feed. <laughs> How good. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our new baboon like, overlords. Yeah, <laughs> actual sacrifice of fried chicken. <laughs> and all these monkeys have started dying from blood disease and <laughs> hypertension. <laughs> oh, Literally, like, typing on keyboards like at The Simpsons, like, pray for mojo. Oh, <laughs> it's these fat fucking monkeys. Seriously. And, <laughs> and then Thai authorities are like, things are uh, going out of control. We've tried sterilizing them. Nothing works. 
That's the end of the article, Gus. It doesn't <laughs> go anywhere. <laughs> it's just like, we've tried sterilizing them. We're feeding them junk food. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it end stops mid-sentence. <laughs> it's like the end of The Sopranos. Yeah. Black screen. Oh, wow. It's also something that you have very, very little chance of getting a follow-up on because <laughs> whoever was reporting on that has been eaten. Uh, but also, again, like The Simpsons, the monkeys will become the journalists. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is fine here, according to local paper in Lopery. <laughs> the monkeys are great. Party down at the abandoned cinema hall. Bring your chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Send burgers, not fillet a fish. We hate that. <laughs> it hurts oh. our bare asses. <laughs> oh. Okay, speaking of <laughs> speaking of fast food, we are going down to the new epicenter of all things COVID, Victoria. Yep. Oh, things aren't great down there, are they? <laughs> we did cover in the last show that a series of people are driving extravagant distances to get their best chicken fix. <laughs> and it looks like things haven't stopped. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> in what has been described by me as ludicrous, <laughs> the fact that... <laughs> and by ludicrous as okay. <laughs> <laughs> the cuisine of choice appears to be KFC. And for no reason, it's a terrible meal. And, we, and we mean that. And to... Possible sponsor of the show, KFC. <laughs> we want to tell you that give us money and we'll stop trashing your brand. <laughs> so it it is one of those things that people just seem to be coming for in spades, comfort food style. And a little while ago, <laughs> it turns out that the fast food chain have become vigilante informers of their own accord. Ah, uh, yes. So you heard about the the party in Melbourne where uh, they used used the large order of <laughs> about a thousand pieces of chicken yeah. to figure out that two people couldn't physically <laughs> eat that much chicken. Yeah. Then followed them to the house. Yeah. <laughs> so here's how here's how it plays out. They've handed down the fines for that. It's twenty six grand. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> this party where legit two blokes that they didn't order it delivery. Yeah. Two blokes left the house of this house party. Yeah. Drove to KFC, ordered a metric shit ton of chicken. Yeah. Then paramedics were there in the restaurant at the same yeah, time yeah, yeah. and called the cops. Now, the cops called the restaurant and said, just want to check that this is a this is a real order. And the restaurant said, Yes, that is, and uh, this is the they left here at, at X time. Also, we forgot six sauces. <laughs> if you could <laughs> run at us. If you could swing past and grab those sweet and sours, you can <laughs> drop them off to them. <laughs> so they follow him into Dandenong, go to this house, discover, <laughs> oh, the <nong. laughs> discover 20 people inside the house who, once the cops arrive, scatter like cockroaches in the light. Yeah. <laughs> and they hide in all manner of different places. Here are some of the hiding places that the cops found them. <laughs> They found somebody hiding comically under a bunk bed with their legs hanging out. <laughs> they found someone uh, up in the uh, like the roller part of the garage door. Oh my god! Planking on top of it, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, great core strength. F fantastic. They found somebody in the backyard who was hiding behind a sapling. <laughs> 
It's like children's hide and go seek. <laughs> it's incredible. How fuck-eyed were these blokes oh when God. the cops rocked up and they went, all right, everyone find a tiny thing to hide behind. <laughs> Make sure you're mostly visible. <laughs> Where's that open casket? <laughs> Get dead Chuck out of there. <laughs> Time for Get me to hide. Peruvian mare out of there. Jump in. <laughs> go Cobbs. Absolutely. So that is the end of Trainwreck Trophy, I think. Sure is. Which leads us to the next segment. Okay, great. <laughs> we have got another round of Conspiracy Corner, just the the best in all of the conspiracies during this incredibly troubling and weird time. What have you got for us, bud? So, there has been a viral video that's come out in the last week that has been impossible to avoid because it has brought every conspiracy theorist on the planet to their feet. Yeah. It involves a series of frontline doctors in inverted commas in white lab coats out the front of the Supreme Court in the United States who are there for a symposium, again in inverted commas, (laughs) who are talking about how there is a cure for coronavirus and that damned FDA and (laughs) WHO just won't let you have it, people. (laughs) Because turns out it's love. (laughs) It is is monkey hugs. (laughs) <laughs> if you've got it's the ability, get over to Thailand. <laughs> You'll be given straight away. It's just chuck a burger in your back pocket. It's just the reverse AIDS myth where it's like you go over and there is a cure. You have sex with so- those monkeys. <laughs> those sexy, sexy monkeys. <laughs> with, with your big, big red ass. Burger grease dripping down their chins. How can you say no? So... This video uh, did the rounds and was immediately taken down by Facebook, Twitter, Instagram because it failed every fact-checking piece. Yeah. And that's because they were a series of pro tr- pro-Trump doctors and they were pushing a uh, a cure called hydro hydri hydro hy- hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. There we go. Yeah, that's Got it. there. Which had failed a series of lab tests and were running off anecdotal evidence that yeah, it was like old bloke who a couple of months ago like injected it into himself. Yeah, and they're like, he dead. Yeah, <laughs> not, <laughs> not a cure. Completely, it is. It it's is a not cure for living. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's something that has been investigated, and again, for the <laughs> for the conspiracy theorists around COVID, just understand that the medical profession has absolutely no vested interest in people dying. (laughs) (laughs) Big Pharma has no vested interest in people dying. A dead person can't buy medicine. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Anyway, so they start looking into uh, all of the the backgrounds of the doctors that are are featured in this video. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the house of cards starts coming apart. And that is due to one doctor in particular... Her name is Stella Emanuel, and she is a doctor from the great nation of Nigeria. Fantastic. Practicing. How's that prince doing? He was a bit down on his luck looking for some <laughs> funds recently. <laughs> he is. Hopefully he's got all the help he needs. <laughs> she started off her press conference by saying, if any of you gathered here would like to help me move a million dollar of currency out of my nation. So she she lives is, is now a uh, Citizen of the United States and a practicing doctor in the United States. Yeah. I say practicing doctor, and what I actually mean is cult leading pastor. <laughs> so, 
here are some of her beliefs that came out shortly afterwards and even the most staunch conspiracy theorists went little far for us. First one. Gynecological problems are caused by people dreaming about having sex with demons and witches and, (laughs) (laughs) in in her words... Experiencing demon sperm. <laughs> so, so, so that is so. So basically, look. If can I just say something? Go. I know. Look, I don't want this to come off as extremely PC in this world of uh, of PC gone mad. But as someone who is filled to the brim with demon jizz, <laughs> I find that incredibly offensive. <laughs> You I'm out here just trying to get my swerve on. <laughs> it's so it's so epic to just wonder how how this quote actually came about. And legit is one of those things that she has gone. Uh, Emmanuel claims that medical issues like endometriosis, cysts, infertility, and impotence are caused by sex with spirit husbands and spirit wives. So at least she's admitting <laughs> that it's not uh, <laughs> it's not ghost adultery. <laughs> it is it is demon marriage. Yeah. <laughs> so there is the matrimonial aspect to yeah. it. Yeah, a- absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, these these are. Cysts that are caused by, as she says, evil deposits from the spirit husband. <laughs> now, that is it's that is batshit in itself, but that's not the craziest thing that she said. <laughs> that's not even close. She then goes on to describe the medical treatments that are currently being administered to coronavirus patients that include alien DNA. What? <laughs> because why wouldn't they be? <laughs> it's again, as someone who is quarter alien, I find this <laughs> incredibly <laughs> offensive. <laughs> she in 2015 claimed that here we go, the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> a, there it is. Had concocted a plan with the lizard people. With a witch to destroy the world using gay marriage <laughs> and children's toys. <laughs> because grab the gay ray. <laughs> you know what is uh, the ultimate strange bedfellows? Gay marriage and kids' toys. Yeah. <laughs> They've been in bed together for ages. In for years. Yeah, and the DNA from space aliens is being used in all medicine. So... <laughs> That's the second one. I'm fucking done. (laughs) Nope. Here we go. She continues and triples down because (laughs) apparently scientists, again, big pharma scientists, of course, are making a vaccine to stop people from being religious. What? Yep. Turns out that one of the big problems facing the world at the moment is that non-religious people have a huge problem with anybody who's religious, so let's vaccinate them. Cool. Va- vaccinate the religion out of you. <laughs> yep. As we all know, you are you are born Catholic. Yeah, completely. She then uh, led that one as a segue into the fact that she thinks that the magic eight-ball toy is a tool to get people into witchcraft. So... <laughs> She's covering. Oh, a that lot was the toy. Thank God, I can still play PlayStation <laughs> with a clear conscience. <laughs> a lot of ground being covered, and then the piece de resistance. Oh, come on! 
you know what this is. This is the ultimate cherry on top of every conspiracy theory. It is something that you and I know is alive and well Kicking, wriggling out from underneath houses no into way. the sun. Heading the US government <laughs> is run by lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That is every oh, single yes. conspiracy theory signpost yes. hit by one person. Bring in- me your hot rocks. <laughs> including the new hot rookie on the scene, Demon Sperm. <laughs> Which nobody saw coming in the draft, so to speak. (laughs) That trading card is going to be worth millions. (laughs) The second most popular after the Dr. Fauci baseball card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck me. That whole place is cooked. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, here's one that is actually from closer to home and by closer to home I mean literally in my house there was a letter drop that happened this week I, w- I got home from work and on our kitchen uh, counter was a letter this L- is letters are rare let's just make that very very clear to anybody as we know the internet cannot be trusted <laughs> controlled sure by the lizard people <laughs> keyboard keys stuck together by demon sperm <laughs> that <laughs> it is just so irritating when you go to type out a formal email to the government <laughs> and the keys just keep sticking <laughs> th- thanks to that ghost juice. <laughs> Name of my next band. <laughs> ghost juice. Uh, so this is the heading for this letter. By the way, letters shouldn't have headings like this. <laughs> they shouldn't have headings. The coronavirus is a scam. Starts off strong with, dear citizen. (laughs) Righto, comrade. (laughs) Dear sheeple. Dear Dear sheep that live in this domicile. It's a a longish letter, so I'm just going to pick out the Give me the York notes. So here we go. (laughs) Disease is unnatural and doesn't occur by itself in nature. What? (laughs) That is a poor start, factually. They then go on to say that uh, all disease comes from eating grains. <laughs> when animals eat grain seeds, the toxic chemicals and sharp edges irritate the gut, causing inflammation of the gut lining. Oh, here we go. In parentheses, leaky gut syndrome. For fuck's sake, this is the peanut thing all over this again. This causes gaps in the gut lining to expand, which allows gut bacteria and food material to enter the bloodstream. Grain is deficient in vitamins, which humans need. What is happening... <laughs> I love this. When humans eat grain, it causes an acceleration of their uh, metabolic rate and a small increase in body temperature. A doctor would call this a fever. Thank you. (laughs) But this fever is not caused by germs, but by fast digesting sugars from grain, milk and refined sugar sources. (laughs) Note, junk food causes disease, not germs, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as we all know. That's why coronavirus mostly occurs on cruise ships, nursing homes, theme parks and fast food outlets. (laughs) Then there's this giant bold passage in the middle that says there is only one human disease, which is called vitamin deficiency disease. There are not thousands of different diseases. (laughs) Where do I start? There is no such thing as viruses. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know because I've worked in an electron microscope unit where I learned how to use all the equipment. Oh, not this again. I know film because I worked at Video Easy <laughs> and used to rent out videotapes. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, well, he's not wrong. To be, to, Could to, be she. To, or she. It's 2020. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, well, it's, we can't just cop it down to two genders either. No. So, theoretically, I think there's a lot of fact here. When you think about it, and I do think about the large colony of fast food toting monkeys that live in <laughs> Thailand who are brimming with coronavirus. <laughs> Absolutely Teeming chock, chock to the brim <laughs> with with vitamin deficiency. <laughs> and hypertension. Hypertension and also heart disease. Yeah. But if there's one thing that you can be sure of, it's that grain is the problem. Grain has always been the problem. I've been, I've been anti-grain from the very beginning. I because love you know how grains are sowed? Ghost farmers. <laughs> Hor- horrible demon oxen pulling a sickle behind them that rapes the earth and creates those ghoulish grains that people seem to love chowing down on. Oh my good god! Just it like that has to be a troll. Just no one. Just like what you just said. Quote: Viruses are illogical nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be dead one minute and alive the next. Yeah. Care? <laughs> <laughs> he, no, he's right. It, it doesn't. That's not the way it works. <laughs> you are alive and then dead. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck is he on about the other way? Oh, it's about resurrection. And, and it, it finishes strong. Yeah. This is the kill shot. Don't be fooled by medical and government officials who hope to gain profit, power, money and population control from this huge global scam. Mm, he's right. I don't know what to say. I read it and I was like, beats a bill in the mail. It actually is. provided some entertainment. <laughs> but then you find out that that's stapled to it is your Energy Australia bill. <laughs> Turns out they've just got really strong thoughts on grain. And By they, the way, your electricity is twelve hundred bucks for the they, quarter. They were sick of people just tossing the bills into yeah. the mail and having to send final reminders. <laughs> Flip over the page now that we've got your attention. <laughs> your bill is due on the fourteenth. <laughs> oh, so that's that. It's just it's great. It is fantastic that there are still enough people with access to printing to get that <laughs> message out there. Do you know what? Um, when you do your HSC in this country, there's a part of which the I am doing this year. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided. Congratulations! To, I'm, I'm very proud of you. To do it over. Uh, successful businessman finally <laughs> achieves HSC <laughs> result. I uh, the thing about HSC is there's part of the English unit called creative writing. This is now, you, this is your final year of schooling for anyone from overseas. Yeah, so you're in twelfth grade here, and part of your English unit comprises of creative writing, and wow. We have some absolute stars, don't we? That's incredible. It's because to, to have an, uh, that sort of depth of imagination. So you and I both live in the same uh, regional municipality of Sydney. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm thinking... <laughs> it's called District 13. 
<laughs> Under new coronavirus lockdown measures, we are all given food stamps and we are allowed 20 minutes of yard time a day, which I thank our generous overlords for. And then one hour of yarn time where we get on the microphone <laughs> in our grey drab linen bags that we use for clothing. I can see our grain farmers outside now <laughs> giving us the wind-up signal. So what I think we should do, Rig, let's create a conspiracy distribution. Oh, I think come that on. I think that in in our wider suburb, let's create a conspiracy, print it up, and put it in people's mailboxes attached to an email address and see what comes back. Do you know what I think we should do? We should get some stuff printed out and be like, hey, it's me from the other day. Sorry, I just had a bad time. Coronavirus is real. <laughs> I was just going through some stuff. <laughs> just use the same font. Done. <laughs> Done. So we'd love to hear from you listeners as to how far you would like us to run with this particular troll and whether there's any conspiracies that you'd like to add to this because this is a multi-tiered cake. We will be running with this and taking what has been a delicious origin story <laughs> from the OP... <laughs> and then making it into what will be considered in the future to be the equivalent of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so if you have conspiracies or possible conspiracies or just want us to rap fresh about them grain ghoul farmers, <laughs> then write in and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. If you do want to get in contact, follow us on Instagram. We are at Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Find us, shitshow, all one word, on Facebook or send us an email, shitshow.au at gmail.com. And before we go, <laughs> freedom ain't free, as you said, and neither is our time, you blood-sucking ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on to patreon.com slash Gus and Rig. We've actually got some exclusive content that we put up each and every week, depending on what tier you're on. We're also doing merch, which is uh, a new thing that's coming very, very soon, which we are stoked with. You'll find out more on the Patreon site. Absolutely. Gus and Rig are slow, but our bank accounts are patient is the <laughs> slogan that we are running with for this particular <laughs> billing cycle. Well, that's all we've got time for, mate. I've got to go and thaw off a massive iguana because I'm having quite the boundary dispute with our current neighbours. <laughs> and I've got to drop an absolute load of this demon jizz. <laughs> See you, guys. Cheers, guys. <laughs>